1: I'll take a crack at it. I don't think I've heard McDermott, and I know that a lot of the questions, you can't even really hear them, right? So I'm not going to be too sure like what exactly he's mm-hmm. being asked. At one point, I thought he was being asked, would you have kicked off in overtime in the Super Bowl? And he talked about how hard it is to stop Mahomes. So I don't know if he was asked that specific question. I was excited for a second. Um, the way he talked about traits in players as the draft gets later – and having already sort of mentally cataloged what traits you are looking for, which would be very could be very wide ranging, probably would be. And then, I don't know, literally or just mentally checking them off as the draft goes along and you know I we like this and that about this player, you know these this other player maybe is a better player, but doesn't have these other traits mm-hmm. I mean without, being able to be specific on that, we well, could guess. Um, I think that that's a pretty cool little. I, I, maybe everybody else has heard him talk like that before, but um, just exactly the process of making those decisions during a draft. Yeah, it's interesting to learn more about how they do that.
2: Yeah, and and I I think um, th- this this year, unlike any of the previous. Six, I guess. Although I don't know, maybe maybe the year they draft Josh is kind of a, you know, you're looking, you're shopping for a lot. Um, they've got more spaces to fill. There's, it's not, it's not a draft where, you know, like <laughs> the year they took Cook. Uh, so two years ago, it was like I don't know what they're gonna do. They don't really need anything. They're kind of all set. Oh, corner because Teravious White is hurt. That that's that same year as Cook, right? So that that became maybe pretty obvious as we went through it. Um, but this year, yeah, they, I mean, we'll see what they are able to do, how much money they free up for themselves. That's, that's all coming here in the, in the next couple of weeks here. Cause we're, we're, you know, we're close to March and free agency is going to, going to hit first. And so what can they do? Can they keep Daquan Jones? Can they keep AJ Epinesa? Or are they losing all of the guys that are free agents? I, I doubt that they'll lose them all. Cam Lewis, uh, you know, re- guys that are maybe reasonable, you should have a reasonable expectation that it's modest contractually and you can keep the guy here whether he's contending for a starting role or not. But hearing him talk specifically about safeties there, and he, he talked about Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer, obviously the tandem he's had here the entirety of his Bills coaching career, and then going back into his past even further, Brian Dawkins, a big name in the league at that position. And so do you... Do you have a defensive-minded head coach, a defensive you – know, that's, his, that's his calling card. That's his area of expertise, if you will. So does he want high draft choices appropriated to that side of the ball because he loves defense and knows what it looks like and what it should sound like and feel like when he's talking to these guys? Or does that acumen, that blueprint he's got in his head – does that allow them to wait if they if they go through free agency? Michael Hyde, let's say, and McDermott was asked and said doesn't know. He hasn't talked to Michael Hyde about whether he's going to continue his career. All we've got to go on is, right, his injury history and his wife saying goodbye, basically on Instagram, is what that looked like anyway when the season ended. Um, does he feel like I need to draft somebody on Friday to play safety for me if we don't find a free agent fit? Uh, or can I wait until the fifth round because I I know I know what I need and there's a guy that I know of that I'm pretty comfortable com- you know comfortable waiting until Saturday and I'm going to get him and I'll make him into a player like is is that is that my leg up because I have this coach because he knows what that position requires in his defense and so can he wait and find that value later or does it have to be a guy that. You know, athletically, is tracking higher and therefore going to be picked, you know, sometime in the first three rounds, perhaps.
1: Defensive line will be really interesting because I think that's the area where the Bills would get the most criticism if they were to draft Mm -hmm. a defensive lineman in the first round. Not that they have to care about that. That might not be a factor at all in what the decision ends up being, but it could also be. And depending on the departures and the number of them and the players, I even perhaps not even like safety where – well, if they both leave, but where you could really feel like your your tank is empty there. And um, wide receiver with the depth that everybody says there is in this draft at that position, second-round pick, third-round pick. Um, I wonder if if it's not like that at those other positions, the Bills would rather do that. I know I'm not speaking to your, your point about mm-hmm. where he wants to put his talent, so to speak. Because I, I think you could carve that up either way, right? Right? McDermott's this this good defensive coach or even great. So lots of fans have said this. Why do you have to spend first-round picks if you have a coach like that? What's your advantage? And, you know, fair enough. But it's kind of the same thing when people talk about Allen. Why do I need to spend X draft right. capital on offense? Why do I need offense? a big
2: receiver if I've got this quarterback? Let him get a fifth-round
1: off, Which is basically all he's ever had to work with. I mean, Diggs obviously was proven in the league, but second day at, at best, not just all third day. But no first rounders except Benjamin in Allen's career. Right. So you could really look at that either way. For me, the the decision comes down then to two things. What is the more valuable position? And for me that's receiver ranks, cornerback ranks, you know, the edges. So I would say that and, and then of course and, and edge. Yeah, yeah. And and then also after that it would be um just like what is the strength and weakness of the draft? You know, where mm-hmm. where are there more guys who can who can help you? We'll take a break. McDermott went quite long today. Hope that was all right for everybody, but we're a little bit behind. We'll look for your calls after the update. Eight oh three oh five fifty to join us, Mike in the Bulldog WGR.
3: Just always impressed with Bobby's curiosity about the game, offensively, defensively as well, obviously, and then He's got a vision for what and how he sees the defense, not only now but also, also moving forward.
1: Sean McDermott today, he's got a new defensive coordinator, Bobby Babbage. To, to several questions, he said decisions have not been made, uh, which you know might be might be true. Uh, Mike Hyde, who's going to call the plays on defense? Things like this, but he did give a lot of his time today, and I liked that we had reporters there from other markets and so he ended up talking about his hometown at one point and how dare he mention the Eagles or Panthers but he did do it you know I'm <laughs> sure that's offensive to some uh, it was just a more bro- it was a broader like you know it's the off season too so that was good about. Will stretch
2: out a little bit, right? Was RC Ronald Curry that he he was asked about? Oh yeah, I think I think that's who that was. Like his athletic profile coming up, like he's a younger man than McDermott, so maybe McDermott was already coaching when Curry was sort of on his track as a basketball and football player. And Ronald Curry, who
1: the Bills brought on as quarterbacks coach, started a game at quarterback against the Bills for for the Raiders Ooh. or no? I don't remember. Oh look, I think I think he played against the Bills once for the Raiders. Hmm. But I'll find out. Mike is with us, hello Mike.
2: Hi guys. Um so I've been seeing um Chop Robinson from Penn State mock to the Bills in a few a few picks mm-hmm. and maybe I'm traumatized but I'm getting strong Aaron <laughs> Mabin vibes and I was just wondering what your thoughts were cuz it worries me really bad. I know. Well, I, I my my if we were friends, I would try I would try to talk you out of attaching that to it I, I know what you mean it's you know it's it's like it's like fans can be talking about ohio state quarterbacks or michigan quarterbacks yep. and we had that last year with stroud we got it this year with jj mccarthy you sort of you're predisposed to no oh, i don't know chad henny wasn't any good or i don't know is that even the right school whatever right i think it is um yeah michigan you know what is you know what is weird if you look it up, they both went to high school in Maryland, and they're both about the same size. Right. Uh oh, yeah, scary. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would not. That's not a position I want them to draft in the first round. But I'm gonna, I will work myself hard. You do what you think is right to not let Aaron Maben's failure uh, as an NFL player, um, you know, cloud. What they end up doing with, uh, with, with, or you know, with with a defensive end prospect, edge rusher from Penn State.
3: Conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562 314 4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I wouldn't either.
1: I don't think you need to do that. I think I might have said quarterback, but receiver. Round Curry did play against the okay. Bills a few times. Uh, 2004, he had a touchdown. So, yeah. 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 I remember his, remember him, excuse me, as a prospect too, uh not a, more basketball right right than than football but he played
2: quarterback at, at north carolina okay football I, I, i'm almost sure of it and then maybe transitioned uh to receiver when he got to the nfl that's how i remember him as a quarterback at north carolina but the, i'd also remember him more prominently as a basketball player so i could be off on that too but i'm pretty sure that that's right
1: callers getting aaron Maben vibes i'm getting ralph kruger vibes just you know pick a sport <laughs> Pick a position. Uh, Getting connected with our fans. Thank you, Mike, for calling in. Brought to you by Northtown Kia, Western New York's number one Kia dealer. Shop online at northtownkia.com. I want to ask a question. So we have not gotten into what Terry Pagula and Kevin Adams wrote to the season ticket holders today. Uh, They've had a lot of practice. Pagula's had a lot of practice at this. You know, we're still trying over here Letter. The, when you when you make the second round, does the owner send a letter? I, I, there have been so many letters. And okay, the arena needs help. And he announced in that letter a new roof. And he said something like this I thought made perfect sense, you know, like you might not realize it, you know, but we right. we, we need right. a new roof. Okay, I believe you. Sure. Yeah. And a new
2: scoreboard. Do we need a new scoreboard again? I mean, it's pretty outdated already. But there's much big. Is it the top of the list of needs? No, but it certainly is something that gets everybody's attention. Um, and maybe it's functionally easier to do that than replace a bunch of seats. Because, like, I, I think when I think about the arena, the bigger issue. I agree. Is the is the seating itself? Like, it's just you know almost anywhere I've sat, aside from being in a suite once or twice this year. Uh, I I just there's you know the cup holders whatever like the the cup holders where I sat the last time I went you get the, the, you you go to put a can of beer in there and it will go right through it like there's not a bottom on the cup holder and it's not it's too wide to hold the tall can of beer so if you just like walk in there buy your fourteen dollar beer go sit down like oh there's a cup holder and put it in there it's it's dropping to the floor and exploding everywhere well
1: that's not good. <laughs> I what the hell I,
2: is that? I am officially at my max
1: with arena scoreboards. You know, like just do I really have to have a better one than Boston or Dallas? Like, is that what we're doing here? Aren't they nice enough? I just I get frustrated when it just feels like everybody's watching the scoreboard instead of the ice. Well, it'll be more of that because it's bigger. That's right. It'll be bigger. They're just there to see themselves on the screen. You know, just what about the game? I know the show has never sounded older than this, but I, I never. It never occurred to me that the Sabres were in the back when, yeah. assuming they are when it comes to scoreboards. I mean, how about take it out? <laughs> yeah. How about just take it out? Good luck
2: the scores will be on the ribbons, you know <laughs> just take it out and leave it out yeah. that way it can't fall yeah well i, I I'm uh, you're, and you're not saying different. I'm, I'm glad they're, inve- they're they're doing something. Uh, you know, whether it's exactly what I might prefer at the top of my list, I mean, it is a, it's a, it's at least a positive sign uh, that they're trying to you know, do, make an effort to improve the fan experience in there. Again, you know, the way they worded it, you know, the, the roof isn't exactly going to serve that purpose, but it's a necessary thing. Like, it's not the most exciting thing to do to your own home for that matter like on the list of things would you rather paint all the rooms or put a new roof on like i well I'm, I need, you'd rather buy a new tv right <laughs> right but at least if i paint the rooms i'm in the rooms i'm not i'm not on the roof i'm not standing outside looking at my roof probably but you know i know i appreciate its functionality um, well it came with the you know renewal invoice today
1: and also pretty long before the season is over i mean they're double digits out But they've won three, and it is a, you know, sort of, we'll get them next year Mm -hmm. kind of letter. So
2: I suppose, yeah. I didn't think about that, but yeah. They
1: they decided to put it with the okay, we're ready for your money again. Yeah. We're going to have a new roof. What happens to the old scoreboard? They junket? Like they go to they go to one of those electronic.
2: No, I, I imagine that there is just like used cars. There is a trickle down, and maybe some university that is looking for a new scoreboard for their men's and women's basketball teams home. Maybe can use the parts and reconfigure it and put it in. I, I, I think that might be how that works. That
1: means I should be able to get like a
2: UB scoreboard at some point. I, maybe I, I, down the yeah. line. Yeah. UB gets the saber one. I would I would be very surprised if they just dismantle that thing and it just ends up in a you know recycled or a landfill. Like I, I would think, that you imagine that there is? I, and I, I used to coach when Owen was really little. One of the first coaches we had that I worked with. Um, he he was I don't know if he owned the company or just was a salesperson for a company that made scoreboards. But he just he he traveled around the country. It was more like smaller scale, like hockey rinks, like youth hockey stuff. Like not for you know jumbotron's like these things. At least as far as I knew. Um, So I'll I'll bet that that scoreboard. But I wonder now. Now I'm dying to know. Like does. I don't know. Here's what's going to happen. UMass is in the new state. Does UMass have an old scoreboard from the Tampa Bay Lightning? <laughs> <or something>? Yes. <laughs> they, I read that they do. They put their colors on and they hung it up in their arena. Like I wonder how that
1: works. It's just like t- TVs. I'll just get a new one. I don't need the lightning. I just get, I'll just i just get a new one. <laughs> right. I want to be at one of those renewal events, like on a random Saturday at your local grocery store's parking lot. They're collecting old electronic equipment for safe and proper disposal. And here comes the Buffalo Sabers' giant scoreboard <laughs> on, a, on a flatbed. Just it's on you one know, of those
2: trucks that wide load that's got the escorts load. with the flags on them. <laughs> of
1: course, a police escort, because the Sabres would have to be a police escort. And they're pulling into tops, and they're just dropping it off. They're just dropping off their old scoreboard. That's... We're just being. We're just doing it right. We're just recycling, like you know,
2: good people. I am going to. Uh, who am I kidding? I'm I'm not going to follow through on this. I I I really want to Google this now. Like I want to know what happens to outdated scoreboards. Do they get? Do they trickle down and get junked to <laughs> college arenas? Why would you? Why would you bother? They just get junked.
1: Those arenas aren't even big enough for scoreboards like this.
2: Oh, on, UMass the Mullen Center holds the same amount of people as the as the as the Sabres Arena holds. Okay, well many of
1: them are not. Yeah,
2: some of them are though. Some of them are. Some college hockey only. No, no, basketball. UMass. Oh, okay. the me- okay. Men and women play basketball in there, and I imagine they have volleyball in there too. But oh, they should. Know. It's like an NHL building. I would, when I was in there close anyway maybe not eighteen five ninety or whatever the sabers is just these, close these scoreboards
1: are blinding you're already going deaf from the noise and now they've got the everything is happening up there not, not.
3: i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me
1: The show has never sounded. My no, kidding. I the,
2: came back. The amount of money that there is in college athletics, these, these colleges like that probably have nicer scoreboards than we have. I don't even now. I'm rethinking. That's right. pro- like, Now I'm rethinking the whole process. The, they the don't, don't need the lightning scoreboard. They don't need scratch and dent used scoreboard. It's on somebody's yacht. That's
1: where it is. It's on somebody's yacht. <laughs> these old scoreboards. They're big. They're, yachts are big enough. Could have been on that cruise ship I went on. There might there might have been room for that. Eight oh three oh five fifty to join us. Chop Robinson. Glad that, you knew who he was. That's who the caller was talking about. I, yep. I'm writing it down. Every, every one of these names, I'm writing them down. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog. Back after this. This is WGR. Okay. This will be short. Peter King. We talked about Peter King earlier. You may know he was on with us. He was on WGR before us. He was on for many years uh, as a regular guest. In his announcement column today of about his retirement he said that he thinks the bears will trade out of 101 mm-hmm. he said something like i don't know anything about this but i think they trade out i think they should trade out and keep justin fields so like sort of just confirming his own mm-hmm. feelings about it without while admitting not having any idea. Right. No intel, really. He, he, yeah. he posits
2: of, it as Ryan Poles hasn't told me what he's doing.
1: Right. It's, it's one, one of these things about a lot of like the big media that just rankles me because really he's just making sure everybody gets the credit. I, I'm, I'm saying, I, I'm, t- I'm telling you up front, I don't know what they're going to do. No one's told me anything. But this is what I would do, and I think they will do what I would do. And so, sort of, the, it's sort of credit to the GM in a way. And, you know, okay, everybody else to me says they're going to draft Caleb Williams. Like, <laughs> right, right. and, you know, from this Peter King article, there was some today, like, people are saying, a lot of people are thinking it is a ridiculous idea that they're going to not draft Caleb Williams and instead, you know, keep Justin Fields. Um, I think it's also, this is just my opinion a no-brainer to do that. I mean, just fields is okay. But are you really and now mm-hmm. you're going to pay him huge money to not to to make to go that route and you're not even sure oh. you should be paying him huge money. Of course. Like how did do, how does that seem better? It's it's harder because you've already invested in the player and there's emotion and the fans like him maybe and the players like him. That was what it sounded like at the end of the year. So it's harder to do that. And maybe your owner doesn't – that would be a reason why they wouldn't yeah. do it because the ownership doesn't want to well, trade. Well, I
2: mean, a key part of it is how much more you can get trading potentially the Caleb Williams pick than trading Justin Fields. So you can, you, you're going to fill up your shopping cart with you know number ones next year and uh, number twos and whatever. You're going gonna to have a lot of stuff. But you're going to be paying Justin Fields his fifth-year option money and then, I assume, committing to a contract extension for him right after that. I mean, there's, 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 there's two years before you have to do that. They have to make the decision on the fifth-year option this spring, and then you're on the hook for that for the coming, for the fifth year. There's still the fourth year to have. So they've got two years, but still. He'll be traded in two weeks. I can't believe that they would do that either. I, I thought I found that odd when I read. I, cause I you know, I said earlier. I mean, I've read every every Monday. I've read Peter King. The, maybe the entirety of the run, the 27 years he's had that column online. I think I've read it every Monday. Um, but I was kind of surprised to see that
1: they traded with Carolina two weekends from, or the weekend after this one is when it was last year. Remember where I was? I would make an annual trip. It's a week earlier this year, so whatever, but like that's coming. there'll be trades. You have the you have the franchise tag deadline on the fifth. You've got league year stuff and and um free agency. Like there'll be a lot of movement here very soon, mm-hmm. which I'm excited about. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog at 803 0550. This is
0: WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance, whether you love true crime or comedy